Talking baseball team profile and projections in your number 11 ranked team, the Cleveland Guard Dogs. The Guardians, they had a new mascot last year, new team name, I guess. And they did some moves this offseason, some sneaky Guardian moves. Josh Bell. Little two year deal. Play some first base. That was a hole for them. They addressed it. Bang. Mike Zanino behind the dish. We didn't see a lot from him last year. He was injured the year before that. He hit a bunch of homers and some interesting minor league invite guys. You could see a Tukey Toussaint. Roman Quinn hit a couple spring training homers so far this year. Who they lost? Well, hey. They lost Austin Hedges and Luke Maley, so they're kind of catching duo from last year, but I mentioned they brought in Zanino, so you're okay there. Uh, Owen Miller, that was a surprise. They traded him to the Brewers. That felt like kind of one of the next Guardian guys, but, I mean, a Miller in Milwaukee, that'll work. Uh, and some other guys who were kind of prospects for them, Will Benson, we met him, he's nice, Nolan Jones. Brian Shaw, uh, he's out of town. He's pitched a lot of innings for the Guardians in the past couple years. Trevor Plouffe, it was a lineup that snuck up on us a little bit last year because a lot of kids, but the kids can play. Uh, what's the lineup look like now? As we get like towards the top of our list here, I'm assuming we're going to get more of these lineups that are filled out, and that's kind of what we have here with the Guardians from last year. They're kind of returning everyone, save the guys you mentioned that are in, but this lineup is ready to go. Stephen Kwan, we all love him, watching him play ball. He'll be leading off. Ahmed Rosario, we know Jose Ramirez is going to be there. That new addition, Josh Bell behind him. That's going to be beautiful. Andre Semenez, one of last year's breakout stars. Uh, Josh Naylor will be mixing and matching there at first base DH. Oscar Gonzalez, he of the SpongeBob walkout song, hits absolute tanks, will be there. Mike Zunina and Miles Straw on the bench. Some really nice names here too. Gabriel Arias, Arias. We got to figure that yeah. one out for me. Will Brennan, Tyler Freeman, and Cam Gallagher might be mixing it back there uh, with the catching duties. Uh, so I like the lineup. I like the starting pitching too. Bees, why don't you take us on a rundown of that rotation? Especially that those first five, their names we are familiar with. Shane Bieber kicks it off, former Cy Young guy. And one of our guy guys, Tristan McKenzie, I played a lot of Mario Kart with that guy. Mm-hmm. Cal Quantrill, Aaron Savali, Zach Plesak, and Connor Pilkington, great name, Connor with a K. He's listed as their sixth starter right now. And in their bullpen, some more names you know. Emmanuel Classe, one of the elite young closers. James Karinchek's te- uh, Trevor Steffen. Cody Morris, Sam Hentges, Emil De Los Santos, Eli Morgan. We've seen him a lot. So they got, they got some arms. Man, this is an organization that uh, a lot of the Talking Baseball regulars heard in my voice I struggled with last year because it felt like there were pieces, and I was looking at this team with one of the lowest payrolls in the game and a, a proud team. I mean, you know, they used to sell out the Jake. Don't do they still have the record for for most consecutive sellouts in baseball? Might have to look that up. But this is a strong sports city. It's a good baseball town, and it felt like they needed to invest just a little more into this team. And in a way, they have. Remember, they locked up Jose Ramirez to that extension a couple years ago, seven for one twenty-two. 
How good does that look now compared to some of the contracts we're seeing rolled out? Josh Bell, they addressed a need. Uh, First base DH, uh, they were looking for that. Um, And they even go out and get Zanino. So before that, we even gave them credit for like a pitching school. They were one of the true pitching teams in, uh, in Major League Baseball, along with the Rays and the Dodgers. Like the Guardians have done well on that side of the ball in grooming players. Uh, that as as an organization, you have to have a lot of respect for what they've done. The offense and some of those guys really surprised us last year. Steven Kwan, uh, the leaps Jimenez uh, and Rosario and Oscar Gonzalez all took. This is a strong squad, Trev. And if you're looking for something to to bicker about or to, to kind of pick at here uh, with this team, it's probably a little bit of the power or the offensive side. They have a few guys that can do it, but that's not – a lineup that's going to stretch out uh, one through nine. The thing they got in spades, though, is this farm system. And a bunch of dudes who are kind of at the cusp, Jake, whether they're in double-A AA or triple-A. Right now, I'm looking. They have six guys in the top 100. All of them are in double-A or above, ready to go. That, to me, tells me if you need to make a move, you can package a few dudes up and make a move. So whoever's going to be available at the trade deadline for them, if they're who they think they are, and I think they'll be obviously in contention either for the central or a wild card spot, they're going to be in a tremendous position to add. So I've been saying this lineup is kind of set. They have their guys, but there's always room for you know, added power or if they have to deal with some injuries, they can either dip into the minor league depth and replace those dudes or trade for some more major league ready talent. So they're in a very good position in, you know, as we mentioned a lot, a weak AL Central where my twins are mm. and the White Sox are their biggest foes and, and neither of those teams are juggernauts. So this is a team that surprised a lot of people last year, but that's not going to happen again. Like I think that if you're looking at most projections, they're the alpha dog in this uh, division, although they're not, I wouldn't put them so far ahead of those other two teams either. In the last... How do I want to phrase this? In the last one, two, three, four, five, in the last five seasons that Jose Ramirez has played 90% of the games, he's finished top six in the MVP. He's all incredible. Of those years. Uh, he, he's a guy that, again, you guys hear me. I try not to get too ahead of myself because you can end up saying it about too many guys, but. Um, He's underrated. Like There's a little bit playing in Cleveland, a little bit this crop of MLB third basemen like Arenado and Machado are some of the best to ever do it that we overlook how truly good this guy is, and he has anchored that lineup. He signed the extension, um, and he plays games, man. Uh, he's, He's played a lot of games since 2016. It looks like he only missed a little time in 2019, and that's it. Uh, he played 129 games this year, so... Jose Ramirez is the anchor on it, and the pieces around the lineup are really fun, man. Steven Kwan, uh, you know, shift or no shift, it, it seems like that dude is is going to be a problem while playing some gold glove defense. Ahmed Rosario, uh, steady Eddie for them, uh, and and lock down the shortstop position, which you, you don't hear that from a lot of guys. Uh, Jimenez is going to win gold gloves at second base, and he brings it with the stick to a potential 2020 guy. Their farm system makes them different because, like you said, Trev, there are more guys on the way. I just, I don't see them ever cashing in the chips. You know what I mean? Like, they, 
they have their formula and they want to stick by it. And I mean, part of me gets it. Also, part of me wishes they they push some of those chips on the table. Uh, I know it's that's kind of where <laughs> Guardians fans always kind of you know lie. Is are you going to really go out there and get guys? Or are you going to just keep relying on the farm system, churn out talent? And they've kind of just been doing that. Although Josh Bell um, is a big answer for some of those power questions that were were asking. He'll probably provide I don't know twenty five homers this year. Um, he's uh, got a career eight ten OPS, I believe. That's nice. It's uh, I, I think for me. I'm looking at this roster and at this point when we get these teams that are, you know, these are the starting to be the upper echelon of teams in baseball, playoff teams, if you will. There's not a lot of holes. I mean, we we mentioned the power. You could even talk about a little bit of rotational depth. Like we know the names, but are they going to stack up to some of these rotations that we're going to be talking about coming up? Mm. They can. They can. But I'm looking at this team, and like I said, there's just not a lot of holes. They're kind of strong where you need them to be strong. They have, you know, a, a two-headed monster at least in the starting pitching, and then they got that back end of the bullpen that we really love. We got a bunch of different type of hitters in that lineup. We just added a power bat. We know we can run the bases. We know we can play defense, outfield, infield defense. Like this is a team that I'm kind of like falling for a little bit here as we get more into the nitty gritty of things, Jake. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think because this is, this is coming off of the Rays. The Rays were the last team we did. And, again, another really strong organization that you believe in what they're doing. But I, I don't know. This team feels like a step up uh, talent-wise. I think, I think our listeners got this one right. I yeah. think if you, if you polled the general public, baseball fans, and said who's going to uh, have a better record – uh, or just the better team on paper, Rays or Guardians. I think a lot of teams would just say the Rays because we're used to the Rays winning 95 games and just them just kind of being there. But when, you, when we're looking at these rosters now and kind of like seeing what we got, like I know this team is young and they got to like kind of do it again, but I'm a looking Jake and I'm a liking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Bieber, McKenzie, you, you could talk about those two with, with a lot of one-two punches. Um the whole rotation being basically 25, 26, or 27. Like, they, they've got youth. They've got talent. They've got roster flexibility. I, I mean, everyone in their bullpen has options except uh, De Los Santos. Like, this is a really well-built roster, and I, I know I was tough on – I guess I was tough on their ownership. I, I wanted them to spend more, and uh, I, in a way, I guess I should compliment them because the guys they have running – the ship. I at winter meetings. Me and Chris Rose went out to dinner, and the Guardians front office was there. And you want to talk about a kid in a candy shop? Oh my God, horny Chris Rose. Um, who's uh? I guess we're pretty gung ho, Trev. And I I don't know. We're, just to be honest with the people, and you probably if you're watching on YouTube, you know we've changed outfits. That means we're in a in a recording day, so it's been a minute. I. What's this team's fear? It's just that the White Sox bounce back and the Twins have upgraded? Like, because, you know, this team didn't lose a lot. This team's fear is there's a little bit of offensive regression. Yeah. And, young players. Uh, you know, with some young players, the book out on some guys. Um, I think that is kind of what they'd have to fear. Maybe some of that 
uh, rotational depth at the baby level. Although four of those six prospects that I mentioned in the yeah. top 100 that are all in double A AA or triple A uh, are pitchers. So like they have that going for them. I would say like, I guess youth, if you call that a fear, but I don't think this team is fearing much. I think they love that the fact that they're in the AL central. I think they love the fact that they did what they did last year, got some playoff experience and they're going to, you get that taste in your mouth, man, that taste for blood. That's what they want. This, I, I had the twins, you know, really making a run for the AL central, but they're going to have to snatch it from these dudes and it's going to be tough. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's going to be the fun finding out with this team. Is is the Central going to be more competitive this year? Because the White Sox were dreadful. and uh, the, They have to be better than the, they were. The Twins didn't have this. They just didn't have the sauce last year. So if, if those both happen and the Guardians have to compete a little more, that'll be interesting to see. I, like, I love what you say, man. When you're a young ball player, A, it's hard to be young and good, so we shouldn't take away from the Oscar Gonzalez's or guys like that. But you are right. Like You take that second lap around the league, and you, you, we find out something about you. So it's going to be interesting to see how that team reacts. I, I mentioned it to, to you before we started going. Um, I sent it while I was on my honeymoon mini-moon. Uh, Francona gave his start-of-the-season speech, and he was so... <laughs> panicked and nervous about it he couldn't sleep so he made pasta but he didn't cook the pasta so he broke his tooth and then he brought in his speech and he spilled his coffee all over the speech I don't know what you do with that I just know I love Terry Francona uh and there's some there's something beautiful to him being like the old rugged manager like if I want to pull someone it feels like he has the most leverage against any front office in Major League Baseball still, that he could manage it in the old-school baseball way if he wants. That being said, I mean, the Guardians are a very analytically driven organization. Um, But him with the kids, and, you know, Tito is getting a a couple years older, and, like, you know, I I don't know how much is being revealed, but, like, his... Tito's, like, worn out. Like, he, he probably should be retired in Arizona or Florida and chilling out, but he loves it. And he knows this team has some juice that I think we're as far as floors go for what teams can do this year. I really like their floor. It's just what's their ceiling. Cause even when they get in the playoffs and not to be shots fired at the AL centrals, this team lost to the Yankees last year. And you know, with the twins have, have struggled in recent playoffs and, the Guardians, it's how much of a real threat are you going to be? Like, how scary are you going to be at the dance when you have teams like Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, whoever it is, throwing, you know, blank checks at some of these players? Um, I'm interested to see, and part of me also loves it, that there, if this feels like an organization that if you're a young player and you do things right, like, you're going to get a chance. And that's got to be cool for a young ball player, man. Because I... Again, going back to my Yankees a little bit, they've had a couple guys knocking at the door that you're blocked by veterans or, you know, because they don't have options, you're not going to get a chance. This feels like if you perform, you're going to get your opportunity, and I really like that. I'm with you on that, although there's so many young guys, there's not a, a lot of spots available right now. They have all those prospects that are there, and something has to happen for them to get their opportunity. Going back to Francona, you are famously... Uh, all over Peter Seidler and his money. You're investigating that. I think I'm going to start investigating Terry Francona's story here because okay. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. He's a little anxious, and then all of a sudden, he gets hungry. 
and forgets how long he's been cooking his pasta so he doesn't cook it long enough. Oh. Then he spills his coffee accidentally, and then all of a sudden he misplaces his scooter. Yeah. You think we got a late night Trev situation on our hands? I here? think that Terry Francona <laughs> and I might be hanging up together late night, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But I do agree with you on the floor of this team. I think it is very high. I but I think the ceiling is as high as well. I disagree with you on that aspect of it. I mean, look, they beat the Rays last year in the wild card series. They took the Yankees to game five. I mean, this is a team that they take a, a step forward. We're talking ALCS. I, I'm saying I want to find out what that ceiling is. I I I think this is the year. You know, I, I think they can be that. Um, I just, I, I don't know. But looking for a weakness, I feel like a lot of teams you can point and say, you know, even the Rays before this, it's are they going to hit enough? Um, you know, uh, going back to the Red Sox, will they get enough out of their starting pitching? Like, uh, you know, or a bullpen, a, a depth. This team feels like everything is like a, a B or B plus. Like, it, it doesn't feel like there's a... There's anything they don't do well, I, except, I guess, hit home runs as a team, which <laughs> has become a lot of teams' focus point. I'm in. What's the over-under? The over-under presented by SeatGeek. Make sure you guys are using code JOMBOY preseason. You'll get 15% off your order, whether you're a first-time buyer or not. It's SeatGeek. Go download the app if you haven't already. It's so easy to use. Even a Jake can use it. That's what we tell our listeners. Code JOMBOY PRESEASON for 15% off at SeatGeek. Uh, there's a link in the description, too. The over-under, Beebs, what do you got? I know where you're You're on it. You're on it. This is a no-brainer for me, man. I'm... 92 games they won last year. Did they get I think worse? they got better. No. <laughs> I, know, I know the and division. Central didn't really get better. I know the division, you know, there's a little more hope for the White Sox and Twins. I mean, at the start of the season. And we've been doing the weird schedule changes that maybe they won't get. Uh, they'll have to play the coast a little more. But I, if I was setting this over under, I think it would be like 89 and a half. I had I had it pegged right around there as well, like 88, 89. Um, I'm taking the over. I like this team. I think when you when I talk about teams and what I like about them, they have all the things that I like. So how could I not take the over here? Seems a little fishy that everything's feeling so good in Cleveland. I want to show people one thing before we leave. Right here. This is a Cleveland Guardians slash Indian shoe from Kipnis. Jason Kipnis, who just recently announced his retirement. So I want to give a shout out to that guy. He was one of my favorites. We had a lot of good times in Cleveland. Let me tell you something. Cleveland, people say your city sucks. I had a lot of awesome times in Cleveland. Put a statue of this guy out there. Those those blocks from the baseball stadium to the football stadium. It's what is this? Cool. What is Kipnis like this? You, me, and Kip Daddy. Yeah, yeah. he kind of had the little knob block going. What a, did Jim? What Jim have on the on the guard dogs? Well, you know Jimmy's under on every team in Central's. <laughs> With that said, he likes the over. Oh, the okay. Then this is a, I'm gonna bet this one right now. That's a live That's bet. A, I mean, you got to show a little more respect to this organization. How's it not like a ninety and a half? Tito, I'll meet you on the moon, buddy. <laughs> oh, Rats Kipnis. 
36 homers, 136 steals to fit. About 50, 60 M's. <laughs> 